Amen. God's doing great things. John chapter 4 and verse 5. Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well. And it was about the sixth hour. And there cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. And Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. And Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast, and I want you to say this, nothing to draw with. Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? And Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him. Everybody say a well. He said, what I'm going to give you on the inside is going to be a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Back to the 11th verse one more time. The woman saith unto him, sir, thou hast nothing to draw with. Amen. And I want to preach for just a little while from this title, nothing to draw with. Amen. Sit your Bibles down, lift your hands to the Lord. Amen. I need some prayer warriors to help me for just a few moments. Let's, let's pray that God would move in this house in a special way. God, we need you. We love you. We praise you, God. God, let that anointing flow through this house one more time. Strengthen us, God. Strengthen your people right now. Come on, join up with somebody. Come on, I want the Holy Ghost to move like it. You've never felt it in your spirit. I want the well to spring up like you've never experienced before. Oh, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Come on, can you lift your praise a little bit higher? Just a little bit higher. A little bit louder. A little more fervent. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Hallelujah. Clap your hands now in a way of worship to Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. Amen. Thank the Lord. Didn't these musicians do a wonderful job? Amen. Thank God for all that they do. Amen. And I'm going to try to preach in a big hurry. Amen. Praise God. And if I don't get in a hurry, then I just won't be in a hurry. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Everybody say, nothing to draw with. This story begins with Jesus who by birth is Jewish. He's got Jewish blood by birth and he's at a well in Samaritan territory. It was called Jacob's Well. And he's been 
journeying and he goes through Samaria. And the Bible says that he is wearied from the journey. And there is a Samaritan woman that uh, comes up to the well where Jesus is. A Samaritan is a, a mixed blood, a mixed Jew and Gentile. Amen. Which means somewhere somebody got in trouble. Amen. The Jews would have nothing to do with Gentiles and Gentiles would have nothing to do with Jews. So you end up with Samaritans that have a little bit of each and nobody likes them. Amen. But even if nobody else in the world likes you, I know somebody that still does. You may not have a friend in the world, but let me tell you about Jesus. Uh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. If everybody's kicked you to the curb, let, let me introduce you to a man called Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. And when this Jewish appearing man begins to speak to this Samaritan woman, he causes confusion. And the woman says, hey, what are you talking about? The Jews, they don't have no dealings with us. We're the Samaritans. And he Amen. He takes the opportunity to tell her. He said, he said, if you knew who was standing here right now, if you knew who I really was, you wouldn't be worried about who's asking who what. Amen. You wouldn't be worried about me asking you for something to drink if you knew that I was God manifesting the flesh sitting on this well right now. You'd be saying, forget the water in this well. I want that living water. Boy, we need an awakening. I said we need an awakening in these days uh, of who gives what. Uh, hey, when you come to an old-fashioned altar, you're going to meet a God that loves you. No matter what language you speak. Uh, no matter what state you come from. <laughs> he even loves people from Texas. He's God. Amen. Amen. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. She was confused that this man would even talk to her. This man wanted to do more than just talk to her. He wanted to introduce her into the living water. Amen. All he was asking for was a little cold drink for a weary hot day. But when she got to talking, he got to thinking, you know what? I want to tell you about something that's real. I'm not talking about donut and coffee church. I'm not talking about cell group church where we all get around and talk about yarning and knitting and sewing and plowing. But I'm talking about Holy Ghost church. When you walk in and people's been praying and people that are bound can walk through chains be broken uh, you know I, you know what the devil's a liar I said the devil's a liar Amen. it was a man named Kyle Buchanan from Hot Springs Village Amen. he'd been a Catholic been baptized in the Catholic church trying to figure out where Jesus was Amen. then he got online and started looking he said you know what after studying a little bit I got to thinking you know what I think the Pentecostals are more to uh, like the Bible describes than anybody else. 
He said, so I got online and I started looking for some Pentecost. And they walked in and it was a wild service and they sat in the back and I thought this may be more than what I bargained for. But I think I'll come back tonight. And he kept scooting a little bit further toward the front. Hey, if you need something from Jesus, you ought to just start scooting a little bit. And it ended up he scooted all the way to the altar one night. uh, And he got the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues uh, as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. Oh, it's real, it's real. I know it's real. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. I could go on and talk, but I got to roll on. Praise God. I was talking to Brother Robbie's mom, and I said, if you never even believed there was a God before, all you got to do is look at your son. And no, something's happened to him. There is a real God. You know what? I'm looking at miracles on every pew right now. We were all on our way to a red hot hell, but God got a hold of us. Do you remember meeting him at the well one day? Does anybody remember meeting him at the well when you walked up dry? You didn't know what to expect. You thought it'd just be like any other cold drink you ever had. But you but you got a hold of something that wasn't just H2O, but it was living water. Everybody say living water. So, he began to tell her, you knew who it was that was here right now. You wouldn't, be, you wouldn't be talking about stuff that don't matter. You'd be asking me to give you this living water. So she, she's confused. And she said, sir, praise God. Don't you love the analytical one in the room? Sir, you have nothing to draw with. <laughs> And this is a deep well. <laughs> and then Jesus begins to understand her confusion. Ain't God merciful? <laughs> Amen. In our ignorance, he just begins to help us out. He begins to compare this wonderful Holy Ghost experience to a well. You, you know, I, I love the Bible because he teaches so much in parables that he didn't want to talk over your head and Amen. Where you didn't understand him, you end up seed that didn't matter. Jesus, a lot of times, he began to talk about something you already understood. Something earthly. Then he would compare it to something spiritual or heavenly. And he began to talk to her about a well of living water. Everybody say living water. He gets his mind off of the well. I ain't thirsty anymore. I done started preaching now. Amen. He forgot about being thirsty. And just started preaching to her about the real deal, the living water. Amen. And this, uh, the Lord began to deal with me. The Lord brought this phrase to my mind this morning. 
and I have been chomping at the bits. I thought y'all were going to shout me out, and I wouldn't have cared, but I was glad when it calmed down a minute. (laughs) Praise God. This is what the Lord brought to my mind this morning in prayer. Nothing to draw with. It was just like this quote went through my mind. Nothing to draw with. And so I thought, well, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> so I went and looked up the story and began to read about this woman at the well. And I found the story and I began to see exactly what the Lord was wanting me to teach about. And when I read it, it all began to make sense. <laughs> Amen. In the natural, to draw water from a well, you need something to draw with. Everybody say, you got to have something to draw with. Who cares if there's a well or if there's no way to get the water from down there to up here? You got to have something to draw with. You got to have some type of container, some type of vessel, some type of bucket tied to a rope or something that could be dropped down into the water and bring the water back up to you. And this is what the Lord began to deal with me about. This container or this bucket or this vessel it needs to be empty. Praise God. If it ain't empty, you can't get nothing back up out. I'm going to preach to you a little while. You can't put a bucket of rocks down into a well and pull up pure, clear water. You're just going to pull up wet rocks. You can't put a bucket of dirt down into a well and pull up clean, pure water. You're going to bring up dirty water. And people's trying to figure out how can I get the joy? How can I get the pure? How can I get the clean? How can I get what all these other people got? I can tell you how. You got to put something empty into the spirit. Come on, I'm going to preach to somebody in this church. Amen. Some people don't have anything to put down into the well. That's why some people come to church and leave the same way they came. Because they ain't got nothing empty to drop down into the well. What has happened? Well, you got your life full of so many things. That when you come to church, uh, you can't even focus on what's going on uh, in the house of God. Uh, You're thinking about tomorrow. Uh, You're thinking about next month. Uh, You're thinking about a job. Uh, You're thinking about how am I going to pay my bills. Uh, And your life is so full. I've watched people pray. Come to church and pray. And it looks like they just can't connect. You ever seen, you ever felt like that? Like you just can't connect. Amen. I'm telling you, God's been dealing with me all day. Amen. The more of this world you can get out of you. Hey, if we ever needed to preach it, it's right now. Come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean, and I will. He'll fill your bucket for, he'll make you joy unspeakable. (laughs) 
tell you where people struggle. Living for God, they never get the joy. It's because they never dip a bucket that's empty down into the spirit. They want to carry the baggage of this world. I want to tell you there's two worlds that are vying to fill up your bucket today. Uh, Hollywood wants to fill it up with garbage. Uh, Is this all right? The secular music of our world wants to fill up your bucket, wants to fill up these children's minds with garbage music and garbage lyrics and garbage word. So when they come to church and put the bucket down, it comes back bitter. It comes back mixed. Well, I'm going, the devil don't want me preaching this. That's why I'm going to preach it till I'm finished tonight. uh, Because God's got a miracle for somebody in this house. I tell you, the more available space and the cleaner you can make the vessel, the more satisfying the draw will be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Somebody said you just, you, it's all rules. You're always trying to make somebody, I ain't trying to make anybody do anything. I'm trying to talk people into going to heaven with me. I'm trying to convince people you can't live in two worlds at one time. You got to make up your mind. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Don't you think about the times that you come to church and you were looking for God and you got you the greatest breakthroughs. You know what it was? Before you ever walked through the door, you were making commitments. You were checking your heart. You were searching out your home. The the deepest experiences you've ever had is when you cleaned out the bucket. When you cleaned out your life. When you cleaned out your heart. You said, I'm not going to let a root of bitterness grow inside of me. And you begin to rip things out that don't belong. And you walk through the door. You thought, Mama, there was something sweet tonight in that house. The same night you thought something was really sweet, somebody else thought the church was going downhill. Man, I hear it all the time. People say, my Lord, it's just like fire. I don't know what it was Monday night in this building, but it was fire. And then I watched some people walk out Monday night, same old frown. I thought, dear Lord. 
If one of them is getting satisfied and another one ain't, it ain't the well. Now, I don't have a college degree, but I, I do have a little bit of logic. And if one of them gets a breakthrough and the other <laughs> goes home bound up, it ain't the well. It's what you put in it. It's the bucket you put in it. It's the effort you put in it. It's the repentance you put in it. It's the prayer you put in it. Hey. You want more God? Give him more room. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord together. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So I want to preach about, everybody say that spiritual well. That spiritual well, that well of living water. Hallelujah. I would hate for it to be said of me. I would hate for it to be said of you. That you dehydrated. That you died of thirst. Or you backslid. Because you didn't have anything empty to draw with. Your mind's full of the world. Your spirit's full of secularism, humanism. You can't serve God and money at the same time as what my Bible said. Thank God for the blessings of God. But let me tell you something. It don't matter how you slice it. The root of all evil came from the love of money. If you wonder why somebody could put poison in somebody else and make a mandate out of it. Not even care about human life. I'll tell you how. Because they want money in their pockets. When you start following the money, my friend. Boy, I feel like preaching right now. I feel like stomping the devil right now. Amen. It's time that we get our eyes upon Jesus. Hey, hey. Hey. I'm thankful for every good steward in this church. I'm thankful for every person that's blessed and you got a desire to, to better yourself and I'm behind you and I'm pushing you. Amen. One reason, I want you to pay off that new church. Praise God. I hope all of y'all become millionaires. Praise God. But I don't ever want to get to the point where you can't get a touch of God because your bucket is full of the greed of the world. And you, you can't even sit through a sermon without thinking, how much money I got? How am I going to make this? How Come on, I'm going to preach to somebody in this room tonight. Uh, we want the sweet. Uh, we want the powerful. Uh, we want the pure. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you the little secret. The Bible has not changed. It still says, seek ye first. The kingdom of God and his righteousness. You know what that means? When it's church time, come to church. You may make 20 more dollars out there, but you'll get a flat tire on the way. Uh, Seek ye first uh, the kingdom of God 
and his righteousness in all these things. Don't you know all you need is the favor of God? You don't need another deal. You don't need another contract. You don't need a rich friend. You don't need a smart friend. All you need is the favor of God upon you. He said, I sat before thee an open door that no man can shut. Boy, I feel like preaching right now. Hallelujah. Can I just preach a little while? Let's get this bucket cleaned up. Some things aren't sin. Some of them are just weights. Hebrews said, get rid of the sin, but also get rid of the weight. You know what I've seen drag a lot of people down? Wasting time. Social media. Hey, I ain't got a problem with anybody on social media. Well, not all of them. Amen, those ones that your message disappears 15 seconds later. You ain't got no business on those. You need the ones that stay on there. Where your husband and your mom and your dad and your wife and make yourself accountable. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Make yourself accountable. She says, hey, let me see your phone for a second. Praise God. Well, it's good. I like this. Praise God. My wife says, hey, let me see your phone for a second. Praise God. It's probably because the money's right here. The phone's right here. Even I've got her figured out. She said, let me see your phone. I said, okay. Praise God. What? You, well, that's my private stuff. I ain't got no private stuff. I'm married. I got to help me. We're going to go to heaven together. They should know your password. They should know all your passwords. You should have nothing to worry about. You should be on things that you wouldn't care anybody seeing. You shouldn't care if your pastor had your password. I don't want it, but you shouldn't care. You got to clean something up before somebody looks at it. You've been doing something you shouldn't be doing. I rebuke adultery in the name of Jesus Christ. I rebuke every perversion. We're going over. We're not going under. Let me tell you. Lord, help us. You start keeping secrets. You're about to get in trouble. You start keeping secrets, man. You better learn how to iron. 
You better learn how to cook. You better learn. I got brand new socks on. Thank you all for them socks. You better learn how to put socks together. I'd rather not. I'd rather just give her my password. Let me tell you what this Bible said. When you look upon a woman to lust in your heart, you've already. Well, I just look, I ain't touching. If you're looking, you're sinning. Get your head out of the garbage of this world. I, I don't know why I'm on this, but I'm on it. I said I'm on it. I said I'm on it. There's some spirits we ain't going to allow to get in this church. I'm going to plead the blood of Calvary. I'm going to fast. I'm going to pray. I'm going to run the aisles. I'm going to stomp the devil. But he ain't getting in this. He ain't going to mess up the marriages in this house. Come on, you believe that? Anybody want to help me? Can't imagine somebody would be okay with Hollywood being in their home. I said I can't imagine someone allowing Hollywood and being okay with it being in their home. You wouldn't allow a murderer to sit on your couch. You wouldn't allow an adulterer to sit on your couch. You wouldn't allow perversion to sit on your couch. But you let it come through your living room. You're filling up your bucket with stuff that you ain't going to like. I feel like preaching. I, I tell you what's happened. Pentecost as a whole has quit preaching against a lot of stuff they used to preach about. And when you quit preaching, people are going to quit doing it. You can act all holier and more righteous and self-righteous you want to. But every time I've seen a pastor slip, the church slipped. There may have been one or two going... Find somewhere they're comfortable, but almost every time a pastor begins to back up, the people think, oh, it's about to get easy now. I hope you know I ain't ever going to back up. I hope you know we're going to stand fast for what's right. Now listen to this. When you quit preaching against the things of this world. Hey, I got a scripture I want to read to you before I even say anything. He said, I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people. Why come out? That ye be not partakers of her sin. And that you receive not her plagues. Why is the church supposed to come out? Because if you don't, your bucket's going to look just like their bucket. And you're going to walk through the doors. You're going to drop it down there. Oh, it's praise and worship time. Praise God. Let me 
move my feet like I always did. Let me clap my hands like I've been doing since I was a little boy. Well, what's going on here? Seems a little off maybe right now. Seems like I used to feel a little more. Yeah, everybody's bucket got full of garbage. Then you, and then you quit getting the pure. Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost backing me up right now. I'm telling you, we're going to take that generation and that generation to heaven with us. It's going to have to be pure. All of a sudden, all of a sudden the preachers quit preaching against stuff. Well, you know, they voted it where, where it's all right now. Imagine that. Imagine people voting on what is moral and what's immoral. Do you not see a problem with that? Can you not see the flesh voting on what's moral and immoral? Do you not see a problem with that? I see a big problem with that. Because if it was up to me, I'd do everything I wanted to do. And I'd preach against what you can't. Do you see a problem? When people start getting together and say, well, it's okay. You know, let's just go ahead. Let's just go ahead and have Hollywood like all the rest of the world. You know, we don't want to be the oddballs. We're trying to win the world. We're trying to make them like us. You know, it, you know if we're like them, then they'll come to us and then we'll go. You know, we'll tell them. Well, just make sure it's not the, the bad one, you know. Make sure it's the whatever rated. And then uh, and then everybody's bucket gets full of gravel and dirt. And all of a sudden, people walk in and they need deliverance. And not, nobody's got anything pure. Nobody's got any power. Nobody's got any anointing anymore. So, so God, and I, I hope this is all right. And so, because there's a lack of anointing, then they, well, go ahead and flash your lights a couple times back there. About six or eight times. Yeah. Yeah, ain't that cool? Hey, y'all, I'm, yeah. Boy, wasn't that good church? Okay, leave it on you. I'm getting a headache. And so, because everybody has got a bucket full of garbage, and nobody's got anything pure, well, let's, uh, let's blow some smoke. Uh, And then they say, well, God ain't moving anyway. We might as well get rid of Sunday night church. It's not a move of God anyway. We might as well cancel Sunday and just uh, go to the lake. And barbecue. It's a great family day, you know. Oh, yeah. And then Wednesday, well, if y'all want to. Matter of fact, this would be better. Y'all seven, just go to his house. And, and y'all ten, go to his house. And, and y'all twelve, go to that house. And before you know it, there's adultery all in the church. It's too many people at too many people's house. I, I, hope, I hope this ain't too plain for you, but I feel God backing me up right now. I just think it's, it ought to be like it used to be. Uh, forsake not the assembling together of yourself, uh, even the more as you see this. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you. Telling you, when I got the Holy Ghost, I got the pure Holy Ghost. And I'm not perfect, but I have tried my best. 
I have failed God many times. I've stumbled and bumped my head many times. But my heart has always been to protect this. What a sad day it is when your life is full of the desires of the world, desires of money, and there's no space for God. And they have to say to you, uh, you have nothing to draw with. Oh, I feel God. I feel the Holy. I want to tell you something. The enemy wants to get you so busy. I could talk about sin all day. I could talk about this busy business. Hey, if I wanted to, I could talk on the phone all day long. There, there would be people that would take my call all day long. Praise God. You've got people, if you wanted to, that you could text all day long. You could get so busy that you wouldn't have time to pray. You could get so busy calling people and encouraging them, doing God's work, that you wouldn't have time to come pray. Let me tell you what the devil wants to happen in your life. He wants you so busy that you ain't got time to go worship God. Moses said, hey, Pharaoh, we got a three-day revival coming up. We're just going to go out to the wilderness and sacrifice our God and we'll be back. You know what that devil Pharaoh did? He started recognizing Hey, if, they, if people get one minute of free time, they're going to start thinking about God. He said, you're idle. I'm fixing to make your work harder. I'm fixing to make you more. Well, what was he trying to do? He's trying to get their mind off of God and get it on making bricks. Yeah, I don't know if y'all like this, but it's all right. It don't matter. We already took up offering. It's a done deal. Man, I got so much work. I'm having to work every Wednesday and Sunday. You're doing what Pharaoh gave you. I'm not sure God gave that to you. Getting kind of quiet and tight and right. Hallelujah. Pharaoh said, you know what? There's something about when people get get a moment. You remember before you came to God, you remember when God dealt with you? It wasn't while you was working during the day, welding and doing, or doing this or building. And it was when you laid down at night. Oh, yeah. Pharaoh figured it out. I ain't giving these people a minute off. All they're going to think about is God. Oh, I feel Jesus in this place. What would the enemy want to do? He wanted to make you so busy. You ain't got time to come pray. I want to tell you something. If you make a commitment to prayer, you're going to have more time. Praise God. They got this term called jailhouse religion. You ever heard of that? It's true. It's a phenomenon. Let me tell you why it happens. It ain't because they're scared of Bubba. 
Because they all got phones on the wall now. They can just pick it up. Somebody hurting them, they just grab the phone. People rush in there. There's all kind of rules and law. And I'm sure there's stuff you don't want to talk about in there. But do you know why, really, why they get jailhouse religion? It's because they get detoxed. And they're sitting there. And they're thinking. And God comes to them. You know why sometimes it's in a trial? When you're in a cave? (laughs) Well, pastor, she left me. Well, it may be the best thing for you for a few minutes. Now you get to lay on your bed by yourself for a while. Praise God. Hey, the world wants to fill up your bucket. Well, you ain't got nothing empty to put down into the well. Hey, I'm preaching to you right now. It's time for some people to start searching their hearts out. It may be a sin. It may be a weight. Whatever it is, get rid of it. Amen. Walk through the doors with an empty vessel saying, you know what? I'm going to let my cup run over tonight. Amen. I feel Jesus. I feel Jesus in this house. All he's saying, if you just come bring me something empty to work with, I'll fill you up. Think about the plan for Jesus, the birth of Jesus. I'm almost through. I'm going to quit. I didn't even. It's all a mess, but it's all good. Think about the birth of Jesus. They're traveling along. They go to Bethlehem to the Holiday Inn Express. Hey, we're here, and she's about to have a baby. I'm sorry. There's no room. Praise God. Let me tell you what Jesus does when he knocks. And there ain't no room. Okay. There's a stable over here. This church where I'm going to go to, it ain't as pretty as some of them ones. But they got some room. I want to tell you something. Jesus wants his house full. And I'm preaching to the choir. Maybe I'm preaching to the internet. Praise God. Listen to this. Then he said unto him, a certain man made a great supper and bade many. He asked many to come. And he sent a servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, come for all the biscuits and gravy and squash and taters and beans and cornbread and pork chops and It's all ready. The marriage supper's ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuses. The first said unto him, I'm a land developer. I bought a piece of ground and I must needs go and see it. I pray you you just excuse me. I'm working on my land. I ain't got time to go to church. Another said, hey, I went down to the cell barn and found five yoke of oxen. 
Well, this is good preaching because I, I, when, when y'all are going like that, I can always tell. I bought five yoke of oxen and I got to go try them out. I pray that you have me excused. And boy, listen to this one. This guy was the winner of all winners. Husband of the year award. And another said, I have married a wife. Amen, I've heard a lot of excuses why you can't come to church. This guy beats them all. I have married a wife. He obviously married the wrong wife. Kind of quiet. He said, I married a wife and therefore I cannot. You know what? It don't matter. Whatever you allow the devil to put in your bucket. He don't care what it is. He'll put whatever he can to stop you up where you can't have the pure and the sweet. Amen. You, you know what I love about this church? Y'all love the Word of God. If y'all didn't, it would be a different scene. Amen. So thank you for loving God's Word. You know what, every time the preaching goes for, every morning when you open your Bible and you start reading it, every evening when you read that Bible, every time you turn on Holy Ghost Radio and listen to some hot shot, you know what you're doing? You're saying, I, 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 want, I want this clean. Let me tell you something, we're, we're coming to a day when, just because they say, well, we're, we're Pentecost. I'm telling you, everybody in the world's Pentecost in case you hadn't figured it out. I go to prison, they're all Pentecost. I go to Walmart, they're all Pentecost. I thought, I remember being a little kid and, and people made fun of Pentecost. You mean I'd say it and they go, huh. I thought, now everybody. They ain't like I am. God help us to clean out. You know why you got to have repentance in your life? Because if you don't, you ain't got nothing to draw with. <laughs> How miserable. Oh, I've said it a hundred times. Do you know the most miserable people are the ones with dirt in their bucket and they keep trying though. <laughs> over and over and pull up muddy water. You know what? It's confusion. It's confusion. If you don't want to live for God, amen, I don't, well, praise God. Let me slap you or something. Amen. Do 100 push-ups real fast. If you don't want to live for God, something's wrong. Amen. I, I, if, I remember when I was a child, they could just talk about heaven. And like people would start crying. and People would run the front and just wail and cry, I want, I want to go to heaven. You talk about having streets of gold in a lot of places, they're just, that was so pretty. Man, that was, thank you. Thank you. Never change. You can preach about hell and you just sit there with arms crossed. I want to tell you, God's going to have a people. And I want to tell you one story, then I'm, on, I'm done. One story. Who's playing music? Somebody come. 
Give them hope. Amen. Praise God. I was in Brazil. And Brother Alviar said, uh, do you mind doing a house meeting? And I'm thinking, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, kind of like a, maybe like a little white house, medium income type place. Maybe we'll go out in the yard and chain link fence. And uh, they left all the ladies there and he took me and Brother Monks. We had no idea. Going down the road, just these regular looking concrete, third world country looking houses, buildings, whatever. Pull off of this thing onto a dirt road. And when I, when I was at the church before that, I was praying, God, give me a word. And I was wanting something that, you know, I could really just. Pew. And I just heard a voice say, just tell him about heaven. I thought, you ain't, you know. And I kept praying. I heard it again. Just, just explain what heaven's going to be like. We pulled off the blacktop onto a dirt road, potholes and. Trash laying everywhere, dogs running up down the road, animals and people very not clothed right and pull up there and we're under a I thought he meant a house. We were under a big old transmission line, like a like a electric transmission line. And people take pallets and they stood them up and they nail them together and roll tarps over it and maybe a piece of wood or a plank of this and just makeshift and piece of tin and when I pulled up it was so shocking to me I'd never seen nothing like wow. kids this big walking around past fires in their mouth and I said brother Alvear why them kids got pacifiers and he said because they're hungry and if they put a pacifier in their mouth, they'll quit asking for something to eat. And we'd brought a big bowl of soup, big pot, set it on this table, and it was the the worst poverty. If you can think of poverty, it would be ten times worse. It was the most moving. Me and brother monks in there crying, just uncon, just like emotional wrecks. And then they started sing a song. And then Brother Alvear said, come up here. And all of a sudden it just, it clicked. I'm fixing to preach about a street of gold where there's mansions. There's going to be a supper where everybody's got all they want to eat. Jesus Christ himself is going to serve you. It may not move some people, but I'm telling you, there is a people that big old tears started coming down their face. And the bandits that were, their job is to be criminals. They started coming out of their house wondering what was going on here. And people crying, people praying, people cleaning out their bucket. Let's tell them if you want... If you want to go to heaven, you got to get the Holy Ghost. You know what they were with a translator? They're running up there. Whatever, whatever I got to clean out, whatever I got to do. 
And God just filling this one with the Holy Ghost and this one and that one. All over. Tears everywhere. I'm telling you something. God's going to have a people. God, don't let us get so rich and increase with goods and think we have need of nothing and not even know that we're naked and destitute dying on our way to hell because we can't clean some little dumb things out of our bucket. Think about how cheap it would be to go to hell for some stupid little sin. I thought about the paint bucket that people put over their head and they dye their hair, dye their face, dye their fingers, their toenails. They paint their whole body. And God said, that that's the Jezebel spirit. Just little things come out of her. He's talking about Jezebel. That's what he's talking about. He's comparing her to the great immoral woman of Revelation. is Jezebel. And she's decked with all kind of jewelry and paint and all that. And it, it begins to describe the bride and she's dressed in white. You think it don't matter you don't know God's word. God's bride's going to be pure. God's bride's going to be clean. Uh, they're going to have a bucket cleaned out. Uh, they're going to be seeking after God. They're going to be seeking after the pure and the holy. Come on, I want some prayer warriors to help me pray. In the name of Jesus. Come on, God's coming back. I said God's coming back. God's coming back after a people. God's coming back. Come on, she's not going to be decked with jewelry and ornaments of this world. That's not the picture of the bride. <laughs> come on don't trade salvation for something cheap come on I feel the fear of God in this place right now don't trade salvation for a a page on Facebook you shouldn't be looking at Come on, God's coming back. You don't want to be caught with nothing to draw with. Come on, church, help me. The pure, the holy. Come on, I wish somebody would just begin to clean out some things. Somebody would give God something empty. God, I'm tired of running. Tired of not feeling this power. I'm 
tired of the one that I'm drinking the mixture. I want the holy. Come on, I want there to become a hunger for the holy right now. Come on. I know it may seem odd in a world that has perverted everything. Who's crossed every boundary. I'm telling you, the Word of God is still the same. The Word of God is pure. The Word of God is what we're going to be judged by. Come on, we, the church can't play the harlot. We can't be the two-timers. Somebody need to get some habits that you've developed that ain't right with God. You need to get them out of your bucket right now. You say, I can't do it. If you'll try, God will help you. Say, I can't quit looking at it. If you'll just try, God will help you. I can't quit smoking it. If you'll just try, God will help you. I can't help chewing it, drinking it. If you'll try. Come on, church. Come on, church. God's wanting to purify somebody. I feel the fear of God in this place. Come on, church. It's going to take holiness on the inside. It's going to take it on the outside. <laughs> Come on, let's do some soul searching. Come on, if you'll do it. It's going to change your perception of the well. your heart out let a cleansing happen come out of this world come out of her my people come out of Jezebel my people come <laughs> Come 
come on in Jesus' name. Come on, why don't you search your heart for a few moments? Search me, Lord. Search me, O oh God. Come on, when Zion travails. Come on, let Zion travail. Come on, there's people that need to come around this altar right now. Come on, if you want the pure. The altar is where the burning. God burns the impurities out. Come on, if you want to be a clean vessel. Come on, this is a special moment. Come on, let God. Come on, let God. La la ma. <laughs> Come on, if the Lord were to come for you, would you be ready to meet Him? God were to call your name tonight, would you be ready? There's people in this building, there's some cleansing needs to happen. There's people watching online, there's cleansing needs to happen. Come on, church gods are not always going to strive with man. <laughs> Come on. We're supposed to be drawing with joy. We're supposed to be drawing the wells of salvation with joy. It's supposed to be pleasing to you. It's supposed to be happiness to you. When you do it right, it's joy unspeakable. All it takes is a little cleansing, little things out of my heart. <laughs>